Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Trump factor. He is still the most dominant politician in the world. Putin would be second. Trump is first. And the media has not been able to take him out after eight years. They have not been able to take him out. And the Democratic Party has not been able to take him out. The Justice Department of the United States using all its power to try to eliminate Donald Trump. So we have a very interesting situation on our hands, and he could win re-election next November, joining Grover Cleveland as the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms. It is possible, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So new polling. Uh, morning consult, 300,000 potential Republican primary voters across all 26 states that have the primaries. First up, Iowa, Trump 50. DeSantis 18, Ramaswamy 13, Haley 11. Florida, Trump 60. DeSantis 23, Haley 8, Ramaswamy 5. Nevada, Trump 67. DeSantis 10, Ramaswamy 10, Haley 9. South Carolina, Trump 57, Haley, home state, 19, DeSantis 13, Ramaswamy 6, California, Trump 71, DeSantis 10, Haley 8, Ramaswamy 7. So you can see it's insurmountable, not going to change. That Trump, the uh, primary uh, convention was held tomorrow, would get the nomination. Now, there's all kinds of other things in play, and we're going to get to that, all right? But as far as the preference of Republican voters in America, it is Donald Trump by a wide margin. 
Now, there's a left-wing poll out today, Reuters Ipsos, that is historically a liberal poll, um, and it asks the hypothetical matchup. It's got Trump 38, Biden 36, don't know 26. I don't know how you could not know at this point in history. And then with RFK Jr. in, it's Trump 36, Biden 31, RFK 16. Uh, The Iowa primary, January 15th. You know, we get the holidays coming up, so it's really right on us. New Hampshire, Joanna, a week later, January 23rd. South Carolina, February 24th. California, March 5th. Florida, March 19th. And Nevada, June 11th. Now, the reason this is happening for Trump is very simple. Trump promises revenge slash retribution you pick your word, on the progressive movement and the Democrats who have directly hurt him. That is what the Trump campaign is about. I'm going to get them. That resonates. That is emotional far more than any other issue. And then Trump has his record on his side is much better than Biden's record. And anybody who says it wasn't, is lying to you or just too stupid to have a conversation with. It was one of the two. Now, summing up, and I've said this before, and I don't want to be repetitive. If Trump would just moderate his rhetoric a little, he'd win by 10 points. Because Nikki Haley would beat Biden by a lot more than Trump would beat Biden. Because independents who don't like Trump are put off by his rhetoric and chaos. If he just come back and run on his record, it wouldn't even be close. That's a number. Okay. Now, you've heard about the Supreme Court thing. This is an interesting story. It's a little bit complicated, and I'm going to be the simple man here and explain it. Okay. So the special counsel sitting in D.C., Jack Smith, appointed by Merrick Garland, wants to destroy Donald Trump. He doesn't, he's not looking for justice. He's not, he wants to destroy, take Trump out. He knows that the Supreme Court sooner or later will become involved in the charges against Trump. Smith knows that. So he wants it sooner. So he's petitioned the court to see if it is legal under the Constitution to charge a president with crimes where he's already been adjudicated in the impeachment process. So you remember, Trump was impeached twice. He's acquitted twice in the Senate. Trump lawyers say, look, this is double jeopardy. He's already been acquitted in a legal way by the impeachment. Can't bring same charge. Supreme Court is going to hear that. Okay, so they accepted the case. Because the trial on all this stuff with Jack Smith is supposed to start in March, right before Super Tuesday. And Smith wants a clear playing field. Problem is, the Supreme Court is off again. They're always off. They come back January 5th. But even though they're not sitting, they read stuff and they've told Trump's lawyers, give us your brief by December 20th. Okay, next week. 
by today, a week from today, right? Isn't it 13th today? I think it's the 13th. Let me check my watch here. No, it's the 12th today. I, I just said it wasn't. See how old I am? Anyway, it's next Wednesday. Trump lawyers got to go in and say, here's what we uh, believe is unconstitutional by Jack Smith, and the Supreme Court will rule. Now, ironically, Trump appointed two of the justices, and it's a conservative Supreme Court. But I don't know how it's going to come out. I have no idea. Huge story. If the Supremes say, can't do it, then Trump, boy, does he take on momentum. It's a huge story. They'd have to rule, I would say, February 1st, to give the Trump lawyers enough time. Well, that's what that's all about. Now, this story has not been explained properly. I hope I just did it for our television and radio audience all over the world. You have questions about it? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, let's go to the border. So the state of Arizona, Governor Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, uh, has sent the Biden administration a bill for $512 million. <laughs> saying, you got to pay us this money because it's your fault we're flooded with migrants. And it is. Only one man responsible for this border madness, Joe Biden. It's not Congress's fault, not the media's fault, not my fault, Biden's fault alone. Won't stop it. Doesn't want to stop it. Doesn't care about it. And how about Kamala Root causes Harris? How are those root causes going down there, Mr. Vice President? Hey, man, a bunch of crap. Sorry. <laughs> Just will. Look, Biden's not going to enforce immigration law. Could he be impeached for that? Absolutely. Could be. Not going to be convicted, but he could be. ACLU and NRA have band together. Talk about strange bedfellows. All right, again, this story has not been reported accurately. I will now do that. It's my job to do it. It's why you're here watching and listening. NRA has sued a woman named Maria Vallo, V as in Victor, U-L-L-O. She's a former superintendent of the New York State Department of Financial Services, a state worker. Okay, She allegedly used her position to try to hurt NRA's business 
private business because she hates the NRA. And she did that while she was serving the state of New York. So the NRA sues her. Why is the ACLU involved? Because the ACLU, as part of the lawsuit, says that a government official, anybody, state, federal, local, anybody working in the government, can't target a private concern, business, uh, nonprofit, whatever, because they disagree with what they're doing. So because Maria Voho didn't like or doesn't like the NRA, she can't try to hurt it. That's against the First Amendment. That's what the NRA is saying, and the ACLU is on board with that. They are helping the NRA. So, of course, the far left, including the New York State ACLU, totally repudiated the national ACLU, which is a far left movement. I mean, it is. But it's an interesting story, and we'll see how it plays out. thought you would be uh, interested in that. No idea how that will go, by the way. Joining us now from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is journalist Isaac Saul. He is the founder of Tangle News. So I get lots of mail saying, where do I go, you know, outside of my own operation? And I go to the Wall Street Journal. But we have recently taken on Tangle. Semaphore, we looking at them. All right, these are independent agencies like mine. And they deliver good information. And Mr. Saul is the head of that. So I read somewhere where you're going to Transylvania University in Kentucky. And that's a real college. I actually know it. And I can't believe you would enroll there because then you'd have to wear a black cape and all that. But anyway, you're going there to discuss why the profession of journalism has sunk so low in the court of public opinion, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at any of the recent polling we have about how people feel about the media, you'll see pretty unbelievably bad numbers. I think a recent Gallup poll showed about 16% of Americans said they had a great deal of trust in television news, and the number's even lower for newspapers now. Pretty much the only thing that polls worse than the media these days is Congress. Uh, which is loathed by pretty much everybody currently. So it is not a good time to be a reporter, at least in the sense that it's, you know, we're, it's really hard to earn people's trust. And I think uh, a lot of that is the media's own fault. I think we've done it to ourselves in a lot of ways. And it doesn't surprise me at all that that's the current state of things. Well, how did it happen, though? I mean, what do you, what do you think? There was a time when I was in grad school at Boston U getting a broadcast journalism master's degree, which the media was trusted. They were involved with Watergate at that point. They had uh, aggressively covered the Vietnam War. Um, and they were, you know, uh, credible. That's the word. Cronkite, Chancellor, all those people. So what happened? Yeah, so I, I talk about three main issues, which is transparency, uh, hiring and a general balance that we see in the media. So in terms of transparency, you know, the biggest issue for me is 
that most news organizations are not transparent about how the mistakes they make happen. So when the New York Times gets a story wrong, like the bombing of a hospital in Gaza, they might issue a correction, but we're not totally clear on how that mistake actually happened, why it happened, which leaves a lot of room for suspicion. We saw this, you know, during the Trump era, a lot of mistakes tended to go the wrong way, at least against Trump. So if you were somebody reading a lot of mainstream media, anytime you saw a major error, it was typically the kind of error that made Trump look worse than what the actual correction ended up looking like. And we didn't often get explanations about that. Uh, so that's one. Two is hiring, which is just that, you know, most news organizations are dominated by people with moderate center or left of center politics. There are very few conservatives or Republicans who are working in the industry. That's not some conspiracy theory. There's polls of journalists and media outfits all across the country all the time, and they always show the same results, which is that a vast majority of people who work in the profession of journalism are people with center or left of center politics. And there are very few people on the right side of the political spectrum, with, which impacts the, the coverage that you see. And, and that brings me to balance, which is just, you know, if you read the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal covering the exact same event, you'll see them cover it in drastically different ways, which is a problem for both media outlets. Their, their coverage with, you know, presumably some of the best reporters in the world should be a lot more similar, but it's not. And that is just a reflection of the fact that a lot of media organizations are using their reporting to sort of espouse a worldview rather yeah, than tell honestly what's happening. How badly, yeah, did, yeah, exactly. uh, how badly did the voting machine fiasco hurt Fox News? I think it hurt them a lot. I mean, that that's actually, it's funny you mentioned that because that's one of the examples I use in my talk, which is that, you know, for, for Fox News, they were in a position where they were feeding their viewers what they wanted to hear, which is a really dangerous place to be as a news organization. You know, I know your politics, Bill, and I'm listening to you at the top tell your audience that, hey, there's some evidence that Biden needs to be investigated, but there isn't smoking gun evidence that he should be impeached. And I think that's the right thing to tell your viewers. But a lot of conservative columnists are telling their audience that the evidence is smoking gun and Biden should be impeached. And that's the wrong thing to tell your audience because it's not there. It's just trying to tell them what they want to hear to make sure that they like you and keep them happy. And Fox well, News tried to everybody's tell doing audience now. what they wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah Isaac, that, that's what they're all doing now, because that's what it comes down to money. They can make money preaching to the choir. And if you look, I'll just give you a really good example. And you may run into this as a young journalist. So when the election uh, happened, uh, 2000, um, 2000 um, 2020, <laughs> losing track of it. When it happened, about 10 days, two weeks after, I told my audience that there wasn't enough evidence to present to the federal judges because I was watching Supreme Court Justice Alito who had sway over Pennsylvania. And I was watching what was going to be submitted to Alito, who was sympathetic to this. He was sympathetic that there might have been fraud in Pennsylvania. All right. Well, the Trump people didn't submit anything to him at all. And I said, you know what? At this point, you got to just go with what the election returns are because you don't have any hard evidence. Um, you know, individuals running around saying that's one thing, but you got to present it to the court of law. 
I must have lost a thousand premium members to BillOReilly.com by saying that. All right. Then we're an independent, as you are at Tangle. We're independent here. We we uh, depend on our viewers and listeners on the radio to support us and our sponsors. When you lose a thousand in two days, but I had to do it because that's me. If I had been in that chair at Fox News at eight o'clock with the O'Reilly Factor, none of that would have happened. None of it would have happened because I would have come out, boom, I would have put Britt Hume on because he was of like mind and I would have just wiped it out. But I'm not there anymore. So Fox News, I don't know if it's ever going to recover uh, its, its trust image among just regular folks. The, the staunch conservatives, that's where they go still, but not to the numbers that they did. All right, last question for you. As an independent kind of guy, and, and the website is readtangle.com, very easy, readtangle.com. Do you believe that Americans really want to know the truth? Isaac, or are they just comfortable in their ideological slot? They just want to hear what they believe. What do you believe? I'll tell you what, when I started this, I did not believe that Americans wanted to always hear the truth, even when it was hard for them. My, my instinct was that it would be really hard to build a media company like this that shared views from across the political spectrum. But as I've gone on building Tangle out, I, I'm starting to see that there are a ton of Americans who want that. Because even if people disagree with the other side of their own political positions, they want to understand them. And more than that, I think a lot of Americans are just exhausted. They're tired of the really nonstop stream of extremism on both sides of the media and both sides of the political spectrum. And they're interested in more nuance. They're interested in a better understanding of their neighbors. And I, I personally do feel like we have hit rock bottom in terms of how much people want to be in their own bubbles. So on that note, I am definitely optimistic. And I've seen it firsthand. I mean, we're a young media organization, but... We've got 80,000 people on our mailing list. We've got a podcast, a YouTube channel. We have a huge audience that comes in every month to view our content, hundreds of thousands of people. And that to me is a signal that we're doing something there's a really big appetite for All in right. the country right now. Well, keep it up. Retangle.com. Thank you, Isaac. Really appreciate it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go to uh, your money. This is I'm going to give you four or five uh, segments in a row here, and they're all very important for you. All right, so we're leaving the politics aside. We're going to you. 
All right. Consumer spending, USA, broke a record in October. Okay? When you hear this, consumers spent $2 trillion just in October in America. This is according to Wallet Hub, and they did the research on it. Now, what that means is we, the people, are keeping this country out of a recession because we're spending, continuing to spend, an enormous amount of money. Many of us don't have that money. Keep that in mind. We're spending on credit, which is never a good thing. But um, consumers spent 81% of all take-home pay in October. That means they only had 19% left over for emergencies, for savings, for investments. Getting up there. Okay. Because consumers continue to spend so much, about 4%, a little less, 3% of retired Americans have to take money now out of their IRAs and other 401ks, their retirement funds. Okay, not only them, but younger people who are investing in retirement funds take the money out. They can't pay their bills. The insurance bill is killing everybody. I'm getting letters every day. Okay, you do have in every state, all 50 states, an insurance commission in your state. You should know what that is because these insurance companies are spending hundreds of millions of dollars to advertise with the NFL and all this. How many State Farm commercials are we going to see? Okay, They're doubling premiums for no reason. That's got to get under control. Okay, You have to have insurance on your home and your car. That is way out of whack. And that happened on the bike. Okay. Um, so we are not in a good place. But if we cut back on our spending then the odds of a recession go up. The progressive movement is on the skids. It reached its highest point under Joe Biden about three months ago in September. Progressives rolling, had the media, had the president, had the Justice Department. Now, with all this anti-Semitic stuff, it's going down. Same thing happened to Black Lives Matter. You will remember. They got $100 million from corporations and individuals after the George Floyd thing. Once they spent it on lavish homes for the people who run the Black Lives Matter movement in Los Angeles, over. Lost all credibility. And, you know, lefties will still go Black Lives Matter, but that organization is through. Same thing's going to happen to progressives because of this anti-Semitism. There are some progressive people who are bailing, um, and we have one of them on uh, right now. Her name is Kara Dansky. She used to be a progressive. She has a new book out called The Reckoning, How the Democrats and the Left Betrayed Women and Girls. So um, you, uh, Ms. Dansky, were a very committed left-wing individual, right? And now you're not? Is that what I'm understanding? I would actually reframe that. Thanks so much for having me, first of all. Uh, So speaking solely as myself, I registered as a Democrat in 1990 when I turned 18. I'm still a registered Democrat. 
that. And what I argue in the book is that so-called gender identity or trans is actually incredibly regressive. Um, so currently I'm the president of an organization called Women's Declaration International US Chapter. And we bring what we think is a leftist feminist critique of so-called gender identity or trans. And part of the reason I wrote the book is because I'm gravely concerned because we know from polling that Americans across the political spectrum are gravely concerned about men and boys being able to be in women's spaces, male prisoners being able to be in women-only prisons, uh, male athletes invading women's sports. We know this from polling that has been done and viewers would never know this from looking at most media outlets, but most Democrats and most people who identify as liberal or very liberal are completely with us lefty radical feminists on this issue. But we don't get a platform in most mainstream media outlets, which is right. part of why I'm so. And that's 100 percent accurate. But I, I really want to I want to walk through your thinking. OK, so in chapter one of your book, and I didn't read the whole book, but, you know, when I do an interview with anybody, I know pretty much what their point of view is. You say people are being forced legally and socially to accept the lies of gender identity. What what are the lies of gender identity very specifically? Thanks for asking. So every single human being on the face of the planet is either female or male. And it doesn't matter if any individual people have an identity that they claim makes them somehow the opposite sex or no sex or some sort of material, some sort of third sex that simply doesn't exist. And so when I talk about the lie of gender identity, I'm talking about a political movement that is very well funded and extremely powerful. OK, let me, stop, let me stop you there. So you believe biology as millions of people do. You're born either a male or a female. Now, in your mind, if you want to change your gender, you can do that now because of medical advances. And if you just want to identify as a woman, even though you're not going to get the surgery, you have the freedom to do that under a constitution. But you're seeing that the progressive left is taking this further and disturbing, all right, women by allowing men, biological men, into their facilities. They're forcing the women to accept biological men in their facilities. That's the primary beef, right? That's definitely one of them. Uh, we do need to clarify, though, that no matter how many hormones a person takes or how many surgeries a person has, no one ever changes sex. It just doesn't happen. So there are some people who have been lied to and persuaded to undergo invasive, damaging, and harmful hormonal treatments and surgeries who now gravely regret it. They were told and promised by the medical professionals that they could change sex, and they can't. No one can ever change sex. Well, uh, you know, uh, they, a, a trans uh, man, man going to a woman can't bear a child. You, you're correct in that. Here's the most important question that I have for you. Why? Why does the progressive left want to create gender chaos, which is what I call it, among children, and then supports all of this pronoun garbage, all of this kind of stuff? Why? 
what is what is driving that? So there's a tremendous amount of money behind this movement, which I talk about in chapter six of the book. Uh, I talk about big pharma and what I refer to as the ghouls in the medical establishment who actually are very actively promoting the idea that people can change sex, even though they know it's not true. Okay, and that's economic based, but I'm talking philosophically. You are absolutely correct. You cannot be a liberal American in this country anymore if you don't accept the fact that people can change their gender and then should have full rights of whatever gender they go to. You can't operate within the liberal precincts if you don't believe that anymore. Why? Why? What ignited this? Well, part of what I'm trying to do with my book is establish that you actually can. You actually can be uh, a liberal or a progressive, if you like, and push back against the homophobic, sexist lie. Tell me one person who has done that in this country with any visibility. Just one. With any visibility, no. And that's, you no. know, I make... You're not going to do it. So you can do it, but nobody is going to do it because they'll be hammered by the media that is sympathetic to the trans situation. You know that's true. Of course. And I say in the book, if even one member of the Democratic Party in Congress, and I would love it if it were a woman, but I'll take it if it's a man. If if one member of uh, one Democrat in the United States Congress stood up and said, no men are women, then the whole thing would crumble because it's all built on a house of cards. And I so what I'm that. I don't think the press is ever going to the media is ever going to admit that of what you're saying. And I think that person would be torn to pieces. And as an example to other people who may dare. So I'm going to ask you one more question. The book you know, is the reckoning. The you book, might be right. And, it, right, and if you're me, right, let me will be. Let me you give you a book a plug, Kara. Let me plug Thank your you. book. All right. That's why you're here. <laughs> The book is The Reckoning, How the Democrats and Left Betrayed Women and Girls. All right. Now, you, you are a very devoted progressive leftist. Are you still apart from this issue? Well, absolutely. But I will you say, are. and I say in the book, yes, uh, I have absolutely no intention of voting uh, in the 2024 presidential election, unless the Democrats change course. You might be right that they won't. I am fully They're prepared not. to accept, totally right. I, I, I'm fully prepared to accept that. But what I'm saying is that if they don't, then Democratic women need to speak up with our voices and with our votes. All right. Kara Dansky, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Have a uh, great holiday season. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. 
and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, smart life. This is a fascinating thing. All right, so we're all dependent on money. It's a capitalist society. The progressives don't want that. They want socialism. They want the government to tell you and me what we can have and can't have. That's what they want. That's the goal of the progressive movement. But we do live in a capitalist society now and have ever since 1776. All right, it's not deviated out of that. So how much money do you need in your life? Some people say, Mm, $2 million. That is what the average American earns all across all education levels. Okay. Averaging in everybody, 2 million for your work lifetime. Okay. That's number one stat. It's a smart life segment. Let me run down some of the expenses that you have in your lifetime. So if you have a home, the average cost of maintaining, buying that home, is about $800,000 in this country now for the lifespan of the home, about $800,000. If you have a college education, it is about $50,000 out of your pocket, okay? Um, a pet, you got a pet? Lifetime of the pet, ready? $67,000. Hey, Holly. 67000 for the pet. If you get a goldfish, no. <laughs> All right. If you have a kid, <laughs> two children, two, the nuclear family. All right. From birth to 18 years old, $600,000. All right. To raise the urchins, two of them, 600000 So all in all... And then you got uh, wedding costs, you got a car, a uh, series of cars. Uh, health insurance is almost a million dollars in your lifetime for health insurance. Almost a million. Okay? Retirement, all of that. So you need, according to Investopedia, that's where this comes from, you need three and a half million dollars to break even. If you want to have just a regular life, average American, as I said, makes two. So you're a million and a half light. This is why this segment is so important. So how do you make up the million and a half? You make it up by a number, understanding what you're going to need. A lot of people don't understand how much a pet is going to cost, the kids are going to cost, the house is going to cost, the health insurance is going to cost. They don't, they don't figure it out. And they just get deeper and deeper and deeper. Got to have a plan. Now, I'm talking to grandparents and parents here because you have to pass this down to the kids. And the plan is, I'm going to need three and a half million, probably going to be more than that in 10 years. Okay, let's see, it's four million. I got to make that kind of money. Well, you got to train yourself to be able to make it. Now, with that, sometimes requires an academic degree from a college. But if you get a skill, if you can fix stuff, AI, all of that, you can make some money. But you're going to have to figure it out and apply yourself and work hard. Final thing in the smart life segment. It is expensive to live in America. If you want 
not to pay this kind of money, you could go to Costa Rica. Now, I wouldn't. It's not safe. You go to Uruguay, South America. Very reasonable to live there. You want to live here, it's expensive. You've got to understand that. All right? You can't waste any money. You can't be a drug addict. You can't be smoking cigarettes every day, getting drunk every day. I drum this into my kids. I mean, I drum it into them. Got to earn, or you're going to be one miserable SOB. You know, I'm sorry. Smart life. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. As you know, I'm a little roiled, a little riled up about the incredible jump in pricing for food on Long Island where I live. And it is brutal. Now, in my town, there is a luncheonette. We used to call it a luncheonette. Yeah, but now they call it, I don't know, a diner. It's not a diner. It's a little different than that. But it used to be, you go in there for breakfast or whatever, it was always a little pricey because this is an affluent part of Long Island. But, but now, it's... Full rack of ribs, $45. Now they give you two sides, $45. I don't know. Anyway, very high, very high. So I'm watching, and I like the folks in there. I mean, and I got the delis are the same problem in this town. Everything's doubled, doubled. So I'm watching who's buying this stuff in this uh, luncheonette, all right, restaurant. It's kids, kids. And they all have the debit card. So this, these stats are a little bit old, but I think they're accurate for today. 40% of American teenagers ages 13 to 17 have a debit card, okay? 45% of those make a charge on a regular basis. These kids are in there with their debit cards and they're buying whatever they want to buy. It doesn't matter what the price, they don't even know the price. They're kids. They want a burger, fries, they want an ice cream, they want whatever they want. Mom and dad are paying for it. They're not. They got the debit card. Now I'm going, it's clicking into me, okay? Because this place is full of urchins. And they're, they're ordering big. They're, they're getting the ribs. They're ordering big. And I'm going, okay. So that's what this is about. There's no spending control on this demographic. If you have a debit card and you're 17 and a high school junior or senior, you're going to, you're getting whatever you want. Okay, you're not that. Well, maybe I should get this or I'll get that or that. No. And the merchants are taking advantage of that. They don't need old fogies like me in there going, what's this? You know, what do you mean? $14 for a tuna sandwich. <laughs> Come on. They don't need that. What they want are the kids who go, I want the tuna sandwich. Would you like a lettuce and tomato on that? We'll jack in another couple of, yo, yeah, yeah. How about some fries? That's seven bucks. Yeah, fries. And they give them the, they give them the debit card. 
And the kid just goes right out the door, right home. And then mom and dad, there they are, they're paying it. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Now, they, these urchins are going to have a really, really rude awakening when they get out of there and have to pay their own debit card. Final thing on the final thought I want to make. My kids had the debit card. They almost have to today, okay? But I'm on the card, and I look and see what everything is. So at the end of the month, there's a little chat. And also, my kids have to work. They work. Not in this, my daughter's working in the school year. And she's a really hard worker. My son works in the summer, but he works. This is not some easy job. All right, he goes and he, and he earns very good money out on Eastern Long Island. But, and then their account is tied into their debit account. Okay? So they have restraints. That's the way I've set it up. So you're okay. You want to be treat your, all your friends to uh, ice cream sodas. You got four friends. You're all buying ice cream sodas. That's going to come out to about 50 bucks. All right? With, with all said and done. So you want to do it. Okay, but you're paying for it. And then you know how hard you got to work for the money. That's the way to do this. Now, in the presidential election, <clears throat> I, am, I am convinced the main issue will not be abortion or any of this other stuff. We're not going to be Hamas, Israel. It's not going to be Putin, Ukraine. It's going to be the grocery store. It's going to be the local restaurant because it's shocking in the space of three years, how much all of that has gone up. If you disagree, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town. If you wish to opine, we thank you very much for watching and listening on our radio stations all across the country. To the No Spin News, we'll see you tomorrow. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply